All right. So hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Um, I think I've lost count on the episodes, but I think we're up to 213. So, uh, but most importantly, I'm really enthused and excited to have my guest on the show today. Um, it's Dr. Michal. Konstachki, and I hopefully I didn't butcher that. I practiced it a couple of times, but I feel like I still got it a little bit off. But um, Dr. Konstachki is the global medical director at Shire, and he's done some really fascinating things in health. He's doing some fascinating things in health, but I'm not going to steal his thunder. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Anthony. I was very excited to be with you here. Absolutely, as as am I, and, and thank you for peeling off time to do this with me, to to you know ground with me, and you know just talk about health and your passions in health. And I guess along those lines, what I'd love for you to do is maybe if you can teleport me back and take me back a little bit to where it all started. You know, a little bit about your origin story, or you know, said another way, tell me a little bit about what led you to become the person you are. Oh, that's a that's a very <laughs> small big uh, question, right? Challenging uh, question. Uh, thank, thanks for uh, this uh, opportunity to explain it. I, I come from a family of uh, doctors and uh, medical professionals. So my my parents, uh, my father is a, is a general practitioner, and I actually grew up in uh, communist Czechoslovakia, uh, somewhere where it's, it's now uh, the Czech Republic. And I studied medicine. I studied in the Czech Republic, but I also studied excuse me, in some other countries, uh, also in Denmark. Um, I have an um, MD degree from the Charles University, which is one of the oldest universities uh, in uh, Central Europe, uh, founded 1348. Uh, and uh, I also have a PhD in, um, in uh, immunology and infection and atherosclerosis. And I've done my MBA studies uh, in the US, in the Seattle University. I love it. I love it. And tell me a little bit about, you know, what what you're doing today and, you know, bridge for me your background, your education and kind of what led you to where you're you're at today. And uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, your role today and also some of the, the things that have you most fascinated in, in health. I started to my career in a gastroenterology in a university hospital. And then I continued to uh, work in the cardiovascular uh, field. And then after some uh, eight years in the hospital, I decided to join pharma industry. And I still had a, uh, which is possible in my country, uh, in parallel uh, private practice. So I, I've been a very long time in a, in a clinical practice. And, and as, a, as a part of that, I was a medical advisor and later medical director. Uh, for a number of uh, local and global pharma companies, and I most uh, global um, and around Europe. But sometimes I was also uh, leading projects in the US, in China, Japan, or in Latin America. Uh, I, I speak with Europeans, we speak many languages, so I speak some 10 languages, and I uh, uh, lecture in uh, six of them. And uh, that's why I am also leading uh, some projects, sometimes uh, also in Spanish or in Italian or in other other languages. So just, uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, that's great. Great to hear. <coughs> and, and really incredible background to have 
you know, has really, you know, ideally led you to probably your, your role and what you focus on today. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, Shire and, you know, your, your work with the organization or you don't have to go too much in detail, but I'm kind of curious in terms of, you know, how your background applies to what you're doing today and maybe like a, you know, high level day in the life and, you know, love to hear a little bit more also on what are some of the things that you're working on today that, that, um, you know, really is taking up a lot of your, your mind share. You know? I, I was uh, very passionate about my clinical work, but, uh, and also here in the pharma industry, I'm also very passionate about what I'm doing, especially in the medical affairs, but I'm also involved in the clinical development or in patient advocacy mm -hmm. and working, uh, in uh, various European uh, countries, and I've been living uh, for almost two years in, in Spain, in Barcelona, mm. and now years in uh, Switzerland, uh, in the uh, last 10 years in Zurich. And I worked for a company which was until uh, this month uh, based in uh, Zug. And Shire uh, <coughs> Pharmaceuticals is an international pharma, pharma company, which has actually been recently bought by. Uh, another pharma company called Takeda. So uh, these are the very last piece of uh, Shire and I'm working on a project which is a uh, uh, divested project. So I'm working on something which uh, will be the very last project of uh, Shire. Shire mm -hmm. is a, was a very nice company uh, which uh, was focusing on the rare diseases and uh, biologics. So this is a very like a top end of the pharmaceutical medicine. And um, I, I think that uh, Takeda will continue the direction. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I know, you know, a lot of your work, you know, from a gastroenterology standpoint, um, you know, you're really talking about, you know, inflammatory, like bottle, bowel uh, diseases. Um, I've had, um, I've had friends. I, I actually had a friend that passed away from, from Crohn's disease and I've, I know a, a couple oh, others. How, um, how is it different now with these different bowel diseases? Like, how, how does one think about it in the modern world? I mean, are there a lot of different new treatments available, um, you know, for for different bowel diseases? And, you know, how is some of your work, you know, teed up to, um, you know, is it more of, you know, it, it's hit from like an antibody standpoint or a pharmaceutical yeah. standpoint? Just love to hear kind of a little bit about, you know, what's the modern way of thinking about bowel diseases? What, what would you want the population to understand about, you know, the ins our insides? <laughs> yeah, so I, I can speak only very general, mm -hmm. uh, general about this. Uh, we are struggling to find the best molecule and bring it to the to the customers because the this side of a uh, number of <coughs> new biologics which are on the market. Uh, this uh, field is still not 100% uh, sorted out, so there's a lot of, lot of issues in terms of uh, uh, treatment tolerability or treatment efficacy. So there's, despite of number of antibiological uh, uh, treatments, um, which are the antibodies uh, against uh, integrin or medcam receptors, uh, they, they are still struggle. They still struggle to uh, have a perfect treatment, which uh, will. Uh, be helping our patients with uh, ulcer ulcerative colitis and uh, Crohn's disease. Um, we try to find some uh, new edges in that, in terms of uh, long-term efficacy, for instance, or or uh, into a to better tolerability. Awesome, awesome. No, that's great. That's really great to hear. And 
Um, and, and so that, that's really super helpful. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, some other areas in health that have you excited today. You know, what are some some things in health that you see changing? It's a fast growing yeah. market here in the U.S. It's growing even fast, you know, just as fast. You know, I would say health technology, health innovation. What else, health innovation wise, are you seeing out there that is really capturing your fascination right now? I'm a really also fascinated about the rare diseases, and I spend a large time working with the rare diseases. And there's some seven thousand. Uh, very different rare diseases and for some of them there's no treatment and uh, some of them uh, they the patients have a very long journey to find the right uh, diagnosis and then to go and to end up with the right treatment those treatments are typically very expensive so not available sometimes uh, for all the geographies so this is a very uh, great uh, big area of uh, um, medicine and uh, some of the med- some of the so typical doctors, they work with something which is called Occam's razor. So the most probable things most probably will happen. And Occam's razor is something which is the uh, enemy uh, of uh, rare diseases because you need to think out of the box to really uh, think that this might be uh, this some, some something which you came across during your medical studies. But uh, mm-hmm. it would be very creative. And there, uh, the new technologies like uh, face recognition softwares or some of the some of the uh, other uh, artificial intelligence type of uh, things are helping uh, greatly to distinguish between those uh, diseases. So this is a fantastic a new area of, of medicine uh, where we can uh, finally bring some hope for patients and their families uh, with the rare mm-hmm. diseases. I love it. I love it. And and kind of just to bridge those two innovations. So how are you seeing today, you know, what should be the way of thinking when you look at, you know, artificial intelligence and pharmaceuticals, right? So the the thought there is that, you know, you mentioned facial recognition, but you also, there's other innovations about like data mining, machine learning, natural language processing. You know, there's so much data sets out there on different conditions, different um, treatments, uh, different chemicals, different combinations. Um, how, how is AI being applied to the pharmaceutical industry today? And how, where do you see it going? And the other side of it too, not to, not to give you four questions in one here, but you're starting to hear a lot more about quantum. And I, I haven't really talked too much on the show about quantum and AI, but there's this mm. thesis that, you know, now since we're about to emerge in the age where quantum computing is going to be within enterprise reach fairly soon there you know more ai more machine learning could be applied to more data sets faster um but love to hear how we should be thinking at least about ai and just curious if you know you've had some initial thoughts yet on on quantum applying the quantum element quantum computing element to ai and to to the pharmaceutical industry I'm uh, happy that you asked these questions because this is something which uh, will totally change the face of not only medicine but also the pharma industry. So some of the professions or some of the procedures <coughs> will not exist uh, anymore in the future and this will not be that distant uh, as we think. Uh, so this we are really on the edge of the fourth industrial revolution with all these internet of things, artificial intelligence or other other things which we need to take in consideration in planning our future, the way we 
uh, find the patients, uh, we, we uh, recruit patients in the clinical studies and maybe at some point uh, there won't be a need to have any clinical studies because all these be uh, modeled through some artificial intelligence processes or finding new molecules or other things uh, could be a, a matter of uh, some <laughs> better intelligence and uh, artificial intelligence that we have at, at this very moment. I'm quite concerned about this and I actually founding with a group of my friends uh, something which would be a think tank um, and uh, we would uh, try to create a platform for discussions between medicine, pharmaceutical industry and also the providers of the small vendors or the providers of technological solutions because sometimes I have been approached by somebody who develop a great new technology and they come to us to pharma industry and they present this and they they, they say if you would like to buy some of it uh, for our projects, and uh, this is typically 99% doesn't match our our needs, and we don't have a time uh, at work to develop uh, this to be tailored to our needs. And this can be small companies who don't know how how we are structured, how we work in the pharma industry, and don't, don't have a time to develop these things. So we thought that we could create outside of this uh, platform where you can negotiate or where you can discuss. Uh, with the pharma company insiders, I have a representative from all the major pharma companies uh, with, uh, who are scientists, business development, uh, medical affairs, <coughs> and uh, they would be able to help uh, 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 to uh, optimize these kind of technologies uh, for the use in the medicine and in pharma. Nice, nice. No, it's it's fascinating, you know, what, how you're thinking about it and, and what's going on in the space. And I appreciate that, you know, illustration and narrative around uh, around what's what's going on and how we should be thinking about it. And, you know, I guess along those lines, I'd love to hear a little bit about, <clears throat> you know, where this shapes ourselves for the future. Uh, and so when it comes to the future of health, um, what has you very optimistic or very excited about and you know on some of the things that you're working on and doing where do you, where do you see that going and where, where do you see help overall health overall um um you know shaping up to be i'd love to just hear about your future of the your, your vision of the future of health yeah I, I, um, i'm actually taking part of some discussions um and there was uh, some great conferences organized, for instance, in Switzerland by a company called Swiss Re, which is uh, actually insurance. And they've been bringing some of the top pharma companies and also some uh, small biotechs uh, like uh, CRISPR Therapeutics and uh, other players. Mm -hmm. What will be changed in the, in the medicine and how will those jobs look like and how will... Uh, and uh, there was a lot of uh, discussions about the genetic medicine and about about the genome and uh, gene editing uh, type of activities. But I would uh, take like the one step back, and I think that uh, already now we have a lot of uh, technologies which allow us uh, for a great um, uh, great uh, achievements. I worked with, uh, for instance, with Colombian company CEO, which have a great technology to find patients and. Uh, and I know that if you would be a company and coming to, for instance, to a, a Colombian market and uh, trying to uh, find the new patients in uh, your region, you probably have to set up like the whole 
whole team covering all the regions, <coughs> whereas this company can find you uh, where the patients are, where they were born, what doctors they go to, and other things. And you can directly <coughs> deploy all, all your team only at those uh, regions. So you, you, let's say that you have uh, patients only in Bogota and uh, in Cartagena, for instance, and you don't have to hire 20 people, you hire two people and you, you can do your disease awareness only in one region and you very much focus the treatment and you, you focus your efforts where you need it geographically and also to those patients <coughs> who need it. So this is uh, fantastic and their technology can save you a lot of time and efforts and, uh, and uh, really much direct uh, your efforts towards the patients. I love it. I love it. Um, this is, uh, this is great. Yeah, no, I, I see that future, you know, we're arriving towards that future and it's very exciting, um, you know, to see where we're going with the possibilities, obviously cautions, right? You know, cautions and considerations that we should be mindful of with these different technologies, <laughs> the convergence of some of these technologies, but at the end of the day, you know, focusing on human beings, focusing on humanity and, and improving the health of people is what, you know, this is all about what we're all about, what these innovations are coming about to, to do, not necessarily to create <laughs> super soldiers or, you know, um, or, you know, just, you know, odd sci-fi monsters, right? We're, we're just trying to grow our own humanity, heal people, right? And, and remove diseases from people's lives and their sense, of, give them a sense of peace. You, you are very right. And, but at the same time, I, I think that we should be always ever that at certain point uh, the machines would have much uh, better predictions, especially in diseases. I mm -hmm. I know that applying uh, for the rare disease, uh, um, <laughs> uh, one of the rare diseases uh, with Shire, they told me that this position is already taken and they have something in a mucopolysaccharidosis and I, I could uh, just, <laughs> I was a little desperate for a couple of seconds because I remember I studied that at school and I just remember the page where it was and uh, just kind of one or three sentences but I didn't remember in depth all, all, the, all the things and uh, there's no way how you can uh, know everything about uh, seven or eight thousand uh, rare diseases where the computer uh, they could probably learn it uh, very very easily mm -hmm. be they could be the help in a decision-making process in such a up to such an extent that this will quickly inhibit the uh, in the future the decision-making uh, process for physicians. And not all of the functions will be taken by by the but uh, the decisions will be very much uh, in in jeopardy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, and I appreciate. You know this perspective and you know a, a couple of things to add to that is um you know i only have really one more question for you if that's okay but um you know, i really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about your origin story your current passions and then how you view the view the future of health and where that's going um my uh, my very last question is if our listeners would like to get in touch with you contact you engage with you um, whether it's through social media or directly, well, how would you like that to occur? Um, if you would like that to occur, oh, that's a great idea and a great opportunity. <coughs> you can find me on LinkedIn, and I'm actually uh, finishing uh, these days uh, my book, uh, The Value of uh, Fortune Cookies, uh, which will be in English. I already wrote two books in Czech, nice. and uh, so you can. Uh, 
um, get my books on Amazon. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, I try to have this kind of light form uh, with, with a funny description of um, uh, pharma industry, medicine, but also life of expats in Switzerland. So uh, you read it and it's, it's a short, uh, short stories. And uh, I, I, I would I hope you like it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, a couple things. Obviously, we'll we'll um, we'll have to you know make sure you know our, our listeners buy the book and you know and, and rate it accordingly. But um, I'm just fascinated to read it, and so I'm looking forward to it coming out. Nope. And link to you know it in the show notes, um, and uh, that's that's great. And I appreciate you you know giving us that this information, and so I'm really excited uh, about it. Um, uh, that's. Um, that's really fascinating. You're doing a book. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to do that. But, uh, Dr. Kostowski, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I actually try to write, uh, with a colleague of mine, also the essentials of uh, medical affairs. So we mm-hmm. will have, them, uh, uh, describing, uh, the rules of engagement with the uh, medical affairs because we, we've been working in medical affairs, uh, and we, we think that there's a book, uh, missing, uh, which would describe this nicely. And, uh, uh, with uh, for for number of hundreds and thousands of people who work in this discipline. Nice, nice. No, that's exciting, and that's uh, that's great. You know, to have that framework out there, and so congratulations to you and your colleague. And you know that, that that's um, you know definitely sound that sounds like that's something needed. And you know we'll have to uh, you know engage with this content, and you know we really really appreciate. It. I appreciate it as well. You know the work that you're doing. Um, Thank Dr. Kosachki, um, thanks again for being on the show. This was uh, this was great. And to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And uh, Dr. Kosachki, this was great. And thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your your story, sharing your truth, and, and the work that you're doing, the great work that you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you so much. Really appreciate it.